of Strength for Tomorrow Radio. My name is Stuart Thompson and I am your host. I never I never thought I'd be the host of anything but here we are. Here we are. I hope you've had a great week so far. I hope this show doesn't make your week worse and I hope you've had a you know a bad week that you know this this brightens it up a wee bit. So what about all these storms coming towards Ireland? I'm recording this on Thursday. So this isn't live by the way. Um what I call Eunice and Dudley do you think do you think they start picking the, the names, like really obscure names for these storms just to kind of dramatically reduce the chances of offending a huge percentage of the population? Um, you know what everyone's easy, easily offended these days. Um, you know, I don't I don't think there's too many Eunices or Dudleys out there. If your name is Eunice or Dudley and you happen to be listening to this, you have a beautiful name. I'm not slagging it off. It's a lovely name. Don't let anyone tell you otherwise. Um but do you remember the days whenever you know we listen to the weather forecast and they would say there's a bit of bit of wind coming in this weekend? You might want to you know take the trampoline in and take it down, put put something on top of it, or uh, they would just go on like that, wouldn't it? And then all of a sudden, every single storm now has a name. It's got like a pet name, hasn't it? So if it's like a wee doggy or like a wee cat or something, I'm gonna blame America for that because they love naming their storms, right? Okay, enough of this nonsense. Let's get on with the show. So today we're going to discuss the primary need, why I believe the primary need for older people whenever it comes to training selection and programming is the need to get stronger or at least maintain strength. For some reason, many people think that as we get older, we should do less lifting. We shouldn't lift weights anymore. Oh, you want to be careful lifting that? Watch your back, watch your knees. And for some reason, we, we believe that cardio is a better option because it's easier on the joints. Now, those are inverted commas. I'm doing quote marks. You can't see me, but that's what I'm doing right now to point out that it's not really easier in your joints. That's the, that's the insinuation. There are several problems with this theory, and the main one is it's surrounded in a complete fallacy. And aside from that, I'm going to give you lots and lots of really good reasons as to why you should do more strength training as you get older and less cardio training. I love talking about training for older people here. As I said in a previous episode, like probably more than 50% of my, my clients are over 50. I'm not saying you're older if you're over 50, but you're older, right? Those two letters are important. E and R. Um, it takes any offence completely away. But I, I love training older people. Um, I aspire to be an older person someday. I'm 34 now and, you know, I'm only going to head one direction, right? So it's a personal interest of mine and I've loved working with older people and training them upwards to 80 years of age. I'm keen to train people older than that. If you know someone, your grandparent or whoever, your parent, and they are older than 80 and they like to train, send them my number. Um, give them my details because I'd love to get in contact with them and help them if I, if I could. It's just a personal, it's a really enjoyable um, demographic to train. Now, I'm not saying I don't like training younger people. If you're younger than 80 or 90, by all means, get in contact. But personally, there's something really special about helping someone that age either maintain their quality of lifestyle or improve it even. So what are the facts? The facts are, and this is a quote I've used previously, I've quoted it I think on the website and the blog as well, but this is from the National Institute and Agent in America and they have said that when older people lose their ability to do things on their own it doesn't happen just because they have aged. More likely it is because they have become inactive. So that's, that's really interesting, right? That's a really, really interesting um, interesting take. So what, what happens whenever we get older? There are changes, right, in our posture and our gait. So our walking pattern, our sitting pattern, our standing pattern, our posture changes. That's, that's kind of a result of just battling gravity every single day. I love to use that analogy. It's our hidden enemy. Gravity is just pulling us down, right? It's pulling our shoulders out of shape. It's pulling our spine out of shape. It's making our head tilt forward. And you, you see someone who's who's got that kind of kyphotic posture as they age. And that's kind of the destiny of all of us unless we try to do something about it. And some people are more predisposed to becoming that way than others. So that's something else to, to be aware of. 
So why is this? Well, the skeleton provides support and structure to our body. We've got our bones, yeah, we've got our joints. That's kind of where the areas that the bones come together and meet. And they, these allow the skeleton to be flexible and for movement and motion. Um, and then in the joint, in a joint, bones do not directly contact each other. At least they shouldn't. If that's happening to you, you might want to see a physio or a surgeon. Um, if you can hear bones scrunching against each other. It's an awful sound, isn't it? That's my best impression of it. So instead of the bones kind of smashing together, they're cushioned by stuff called cartilage. Um, synovial membranes around the joint and then lots and lots of fluid so whenever so never muscle um, muscles provide force okay they provide strength to move your skeleton to move your body and then coordination kind of comes from your brain but it's affected by changes in your muscles in your joints so that's why coordination becomes more of an issue as we get older so changes in your muscles joints bones they all affect our posture and how we walk and they lead to to weakness and slowed slowed movement it's going to say slowed slowed movement um another another quote i'm gonna use it's one by mark ripito and uh you should look him up if you don't know who he is he's an interesting guy might make you a bit annoyed he's very he's very interesting though quite entertaining as well um but quite a long quote i'm gonna read it out quite quickly and uh you'll get the gist of it but he says a, a daily brisk walk or a jog or even a nine minute pace for three miles can produce enough cardiorespiratory stress to keep your heart and lungs in pretty good shape. True enough. This, of course, means that it's not a terribly difficult thing to do. For most doctors, and for many of their patients, a calculation stops there. But not dying of a heart attack is really just a small part of the much larger picture of an active life well lived. You interact with your environment using all the muscles of your body, not just your heart and diaphragm. And strength is the difference between the things you could do when you were 25 and the things you can't do now. So that is a, that's a pretty striking statement, pretty striking um, um, quote. And the first part you can you can argue with, you might say attain a, a nine a nine minute, if you ever do um, a mile in uh, nine minutes, you know, that's that's pretty, pretty all right, isn't it? Like, um Sorry, what was it he said? Oh yeah, even a nine minute pace for three miles. So if you can walk a mile in, in nine minutes, it's, it's all right, isn't it? But as he says, it's not particularly difficult. So the problem, I think I said this before with likes of dietary guidelines and vitamin, mineral guidelines, all those sort of things, what the recommended daily dosage is, those are minimum amounts, okay? Those are minimum. And the same goes for exercise. You know, the NHS says to do this amount of exercise, the NHS says to do this many minutes of exercise per week. That's the problem. It's minimum. We are aiming for minimum. Why are we aiming for minimum when we should be? We're we're capable of so much more. Our bodies are capable of so much more. Is it? Wouldn't it be a shame if we just stepped through life, just walked through life, and we never really got any more than the bare minimum? I mean, there's a, there's a stat floating about Facebook. I think Facebook ads are targeting me with it. It's kind of from more like a a, a business perspective. But it's telling personal trainers basically why are you targeting people. Um, for your business, why are you trying to get business from people here who can do pull-ups, who can do um, all these different things, 20, 20 push-ups, all these different stats. So these are people who are outliers. People who can do all these things are outliers. They're not the general population. Trainers should really exist to try and help the general population, right? That's kind of where most of the business comes from. It's who needs help. And most people can't do pull-ups, guys and girls. That's just a fact. That's across the board. So it doesn't make sense to target your marketing and your... your uh, your videos and cool videos and all around doing pull-ups because it's not achievable for most people initially. Most people should be able to do pull-ups, but they can't. So uh, it's interesting. So uh, this is kind of all setting it up. I'm just trying to lay the groundwork because I want you to, to understand that we, sh we should be not trying to you know, make the cool posts um, bigger just so we get the, the shot on target. We should be trying to excel at whatever age we're at now it's a difference between i'm not saying we need to enter part of in competitions i'm not saying we need to um try and break world records as we get older absolutely not what i'm trying to do say is that we are, we should be trying to do the best we can and to hold on as much strength as we can instead of just giving up and saying well so and so the doctor said or so and so said that i shouldn't be doing weightlifting because it's bad for your joints that's one person's opinion how about you go and try it and see how it makes you feel because I've got stacks of anecdotal evidence as to how it makes my clients feel. 
as do many, many other trainers around the world, that strength training makes them feel better. I have clients, one this, mor this morning, who is in his 60s, late 60s, just squatted 100 kilos on his back for five uh, reps this morning. Now, that's impressive, considering he's got all sorts of things like um, arthritis, he's had back issues in the past before he started training, he's had knee issues, he's, also, he's got all sorts of problems, shoulders as well, he's got all sorts of things that should say to him that he could not, could not do that. His word is that he feels better than ever doing it, which is just fantastic to hear. So what happens as we age, what happens is we go over this all the time, but people lose bone mass, we lose bone density, especially women after menopause. So the bones kind of leave calcium and other minerals. There's a whole program on, on, on um, menopause and um, also on osteoporosis, things like that. So there's an episode on that if you want to check that out and get into more detail on that. So as we know, the spine is made up of your vertebrae. So those are bones called your vertebrae. In between those bones, we have a gel, kind of jelly cushion called a disc. So you hear people saying a slip disc. It's kind of a, kind of a, it's not, it's not strictly correct when you slip, say you slip the disc, it's not strictly correct. Bulging discs, herniated discs, all that. Um, a slip disc is a very bad description of it. But whenever we age, the middle part of our body, so our trunk, or lumbar spine, if you want to call that, there, your lower back becomes shorter. And the reason is the discs gradually lose fluid and become thinner. So you hear people saying, oh, I've got, so-and-so's got degenerative disc disorder. So does 99.9% .9 of the adult population over the age of about 28, 28 or 30. If you took an MRI for everybody's spine or took an X-ray of everybody's spine, you would see that most people's discs are degenerative. It's a it's just the process of aging. That's just the way it is. Um, whether they train with weights or they didn't train with weights, this is just a consequence of being alive on Earth. So your vertebrae, they also lose some of their mineral content and that means that it's going to make your bones thinner. So the spinal column becomes curved and you know more compressed, more packed together. And then things like bone spurs start being um, being caused to grow as we age and then the overall um, use of the spine may also um, cause this as well in the vertebrae so there's lots of things going on especially in your spine and that's generally the biggest complaint for most people as we get older is our, our back pain yeah back starts getting achy um things like foot arches they become less pronounced you know meaning that you're gonna also suffer a loss of height so as you might have guessed and might, might have understood if you look out at the world older people start to get smaller as we age we lose height i'm i'm six foot two at least i was six foot two when i was about 18 or 19 i haven't measured myself i've maybe shrunk to six foot one and a half or something and that's another reason why you're taller in the morning and you're shorter in the evening because you're up you're upright and you're walking about gravity starts pushing you down just get a bit more gel a bit more squished and you lose a few mil um, or more if you're particularly tall so this is this is actually true this, i'm not even making this up this is true People used to laugh when I tell them this, but this, this is the actual truth. You can look it up. So other areas that happen to lose um, strength are like the longer bones in your arms and legs. So they become more brittle, like your femur. And this is because of mineral loss. Now, they don't typically lose length. You're not going to suddenly lose length in one leg or both legs. Um, same thing in your arms. Um they can sometimes look a little bit longer um, because your trunk tends to shrink a bit more. So your arms and legs look, look, look grown, but your trunk's just got a bit, bit smaller. Which is kind of funny, isn't it? It's kind of weird. But the other consequence of aging is your joints tend to get stiffer, less flexible. So this like the synovial fluid isn't um, as available. So that fluid decreases and then the cartilage starts to maybe rub together and uh, wear away eventually. Minerals... Can start depositing and around some joints that's called calcification so there's lots of things this is really common in the shoulder joint and that's why a lot of people have issues in their shoulders hips and knees they start losing cartilage as well there's lots of degenerative changes that can happen finger joints lose cartilage um, and you know your bones kind of thicken slightly there's all sorts of reasons for that but um, finger joints may you know also cause things like bony swelling so osteophytes and they are really really common in women and they also can be genetic. So there's lots of things happen 
as we age and see most of these things I'm talking about here, especially things like bone density, mineral loss, um, we're going to go on to things like your, your lean tissue. So lean, lean, all these things can be counteracted or at least slowed down because of strength training. You cannot say the same um, due to running, due to swimming, due to cycling, due to jumping on the cross trainer. The same, the same um, result does not occur. Whenever you do weight lifting, you do weight bearing exercises, you train for strength. So you're going to improve your strength of your muscles and the strength and quality of your bones. So your lean mass will decrease as well. So that's your, that's your muscle tissue essentially. And this decreases mainly because it's called atrophy or atrophy. A-T-R-O-P-H-Y. You can look it up, Google it, see what you think of it, see, see what, um, what the future lies um, in store for you as you get older. But the speed and the amount of muscle changes, they tend to be caused by genes. So depending on your genetic makeup, you might lose muscle quicker or you might lose it a little bit slower. Um, depends on your how much muscle you have as well. Depends how much you've built. And it depends, again, on your genes. But this often happens, I guess, in, in your 30s um, and 40s. Some people say it's in your 20s, but I, I, you don't see it too often. Generally, you, you keep kind of getting stronger until you hit your 30s and then it'll start going down. Um, now, muscles start to become less toned and less able to contract because of uh, changes in your muscle tissue and your connective tissue and um, normal normal aging changes in your nervous system. So as your muscles become more rigid with age, that they start to lose tone. I don't really like that word tone, but you know what I mean? Start to use your strength. Um, and even even if you exercise regularly. Now, that should be said, it's going to happen more so if you don't strength train than if you do. I'm, I'm not saying that you can prevent it entirely. Um, if you were be able to say, for example, you were to back squat 200 kilos whenever you were 30. Does that mean if you keep training nice and consistent, you're going to still be able to back squat 200 kilos whenever you're 70? Uh-uh. No. That's a, if someone tells you that you, you, you should be able to, they're insane. They're absolutely insane. Our body, our body will age regardless of whether we train or not. The, the effects of it and the consequences of it are going to be impacted by the type of training we choose to do and whether we choose to train at all. So what are the effects of some of these changes that we've mentioned due to age? So as your bones become more brittle, lose lose uh, density and they lose minerals they're gonna be able to they're gonna fracture more easily they're gonna break more easily so that in uh, in correlation with your loss of balance with your loss of coordination it's gonna result in falls and what happens then you fall your bones aren't as, as robust as they previously were whenever you were 25 or 30 and you're gonna break something and when you whenever you break something whenever you're older they don't heal as easily so there's all sorts of consequences come from, from aging. So what can we do about it? In fact, tell you what, we'll not answer that yet. We'll move on to a few other things. Other things that, that happen are whenever your joints start to break down, that leads to inflammation, pain, stiffness, and even in some cases deformity. Um, and joint changes, it affects nearly every older person. If you ask someone um, in their 70s or 80s how, how they're feeling, they'll say okay, but what they mean is okay relatively speaking compared to the previous couple of days they don't mean okay compared to whenever they were 20 um, these changes like minor stiffness to severe arthritis and I can tell you I'm 34 my body does not feel the same as it did whenever I was 18 or 24 your body just changes and uh, there's no denying it and there's no getting away from it so as we said like our posture starts to change we start getting scrunched our, our shoulders start getting rounded more our neck starts getting leaning forward more in our head um, our knees and hips start to become more, more tight so certain muscles become tighter certain muscles become weaker shoulders start to narrow as well um, and the pelvis actually becomes wider believe it or not I'm not really too sure why that is but it's true so move our movement we're not as, as fast so our fast twitch muscles we, we can't move as quickly as we used to um, our stride, our walking pattern, our gait, that all becomes slower and shorter. So that's why most people who are, if, you, if you're going to be an Olympic sprinter, if you're going to be someone who relies on their fast reactions, so if you're an Olympic weightlifter or you're even a basketball player, 
as you get into your 30s, the connective tissue starts to change and you don't have as much explosiveness stored in your muscles. You just can't sprint, react the same. Now, you might be able to do marathons and things like that, but we're going to get into a little discussion as to why you might want to spend your time doing strength training instead. Later on, we'll get there. But whenever you're older as well, you just get you get more tar- tired more easily and you have less energy. Um, st- you know, strength and endurance change your, your loss of muscle mass will reduce your strength. As your as your muscle muscle wastes away inevitably, if you don't do anything about it, you're gonna um, lose strength. Okay, it makes sense if you if you if you lose ninety percent of your muscle tissue, you've got a lot less strength. Maybe not necessarily ninety percent, but probably something in around there. So that's why it's important to keep training and to keep eating. I'm going to keep emphasizing this the whole way through and then we'll get down to a proper discussion towards the end. So some common problems, there's, as we mentioned before, osteoporosis is really common, especially for older women. Men, it catches up with them eventually as well. Bones just happen to break more easily. They, they get, get fractured more easily. Your vertebrae can get, get compression fractures um, and it can be really, really painful and reduce your mobility and your, your lifestyle um gets inhibited an awful lot. Other things are um your your muscle weakness, so that's gonna contribute to your fatigue, um overall weakness, and also just reduced activity tolerance. So you're not gonna be able to just go for um go up the mountain for a jaunt or you're not gonna go out, out all day. You're just not gonna be able to do the things you used to do when you're younger. Oh, this is a very, it sounds very depressing, doesn't it? it? Sounds like I'm just like telling you this is your future and uh suck it up. But <laughs> It's not because uh, we're going to get the why, what we can do about it and why this is not a losing battle. Why, why we have so much in our control that we can determine our outcome when it comes to stuff like this. So joints as well, they're going to range from mild stiffness to really debilitating arthritis, osteoarthritis. They're really, really common. And uh, loss of injury, you know, risk of injury. This is going to be because of your gait changes, your instability, your loss of balance, like we said. If you fall, you're going to break easier. You're probably going to fall more easily because you have less um, balance and ability, you have less coordination. Also, reflexes. You're not going to be able to get your arm out to protect yourself. Maybe as quick as so you're going to land on your shoulder or even bang your head. Your, your reflexes um, go down. So like that's your knee-jerk reaction, your ankle-jerk reflexes. Um, that's not going to happen the same. So it's, it's you're not going to be able to react to unstable surfaces or just a little a little change here and here and there as quickly as you could do whenever you were younger it's it's um it's your muscles and your tendons rather than your your nerves um other things you need to think about i guess are uh, you know pe- people who are on who are unable to move on their own who are who do not stretch their muscles with exercise may get muscle contractures so your muscles can start doing involuntary movements so like things like a cramp, I guess, and uh, if you're if you're lying up in a bed for any of the time, say if to go to hospital, this is a really good example. If you go to hospital for an operation and say a leg operation, broke your leg, what will happen is you'll you'll lie there and you'll lose so much muscle just because you're not moving, you're not, you're not moving around, you're not putting weight in anything, and even though you're eating, probably at a reduced rate, your appetite's going to be down, but you're going to lose so much muscle just by not moving around, at all. If you think that happens whenever you're in your twenties, just imagine what it's gonna be whenever you're in your thirties, forties, fifties, sixties, seventies, eighties. So now we get to the good bit. This is the more positive part. So far it's been pretty depressing, right? Um so exercise or more specifically strength training is the absolute best way to either slow down or prevent the, all of the problems we've mentioned with your muscles, your joints, your bones, and even a, a pretty moderate strength training program can improve things like obviously your strength but also your balance your flexibility your posture your bone density there's so many things that it's going to do and I, and I don't mean like you have to work out every single day who has time for that even if you're tired who has time for that I'm talking about two or three hours a week that's it that's all you need to do and it's going to help as I said your bones is going to help them stay strong it's going to mean that your coordination is going to be, and balance is going to be better so you're going to be less likely to have falls and even if you do have a little fall or a little tumble you're going to be more um, robust and tougher so that your bones are not going to fracture as easily. Um, 
we've, we've talked about all of this before in previous episodes, but thing get, making sure you're getting enough minerals, getting you're getting your vitamins in, your vitamin D, your vitamin C, calcium. There's so many things that you need to do. We've talked about this with regards to osteoporosis in that episode. I think it was episode five or six, somewhere in around there, maybe three or four, somewhere in around that. Check back, listen to that episode. There's lots and lots and um, more detail in there. But I want to talk as well why just get to the crux of the matter. Let's have this little discussion, this little debate on strength versus cardio. So cardio, what do people typically think of when they think of cardio? Let's define cardio. So cardio, people think of running, think of jogging, think of walking, um, cross trainers, stairmasters, treadmills, elliptical machines, cycling, cycling machines, rowing machines, um, even just outside getting on your bike, swimming is another one. So cardio is it combines all those things, right? It involves any one of those things or all of them, a combination of them. And all of those things, like the quote at the start said by Mark Ripito, those things involve your heart, your lungs, your diaphragm, right? It's gonna involve your lung capacity, it's gonna involve training your heart. It's an aerobic event, um, whenever you're taking part in these things. Now your muscles have to work obviously, but there's less of a demand on them from a intense an intensity point of view you're not working them to the within that you know the hundred percent of their their ability you're working them maybe 20 or 30 percent of their ability over a longer longer duration so that's fair enough if you want to do that and you enjoy that there's lots and lots of benefits to that i'm not i'm not saying that there isn't but my point is that the priority from a health perspective from a lifestyle perspective from a longevity perspective is the biggest, most pressing need for older people is strength training. Strength training to maintain strength, strength training, strength, strength training to build strength, all of those things, because that is the thing that's gonna give way. That's the thing that's gonna give out. And not only that, but whenever you do strength training, whenever you train for strength, it is also a cardiovascular event. You're also training your heart, you're also training your diaphragm and your lungs. You, it, it's an it's an aerobic event it's an aerobic it's aerobic training and if you don't believe me get under the barbell and do a heavy set of five reps squatting or deadlifting do some deadlifts now i know there's some common objections so you know the old one at the start that i did inverted commas with the, the speech marks that i i you know it's bad for your joints it's not bad for your joints. I've, I've given you anecdotal evidence earlier on of um, a client I have who's in this morning, squatted 100 kilos on his back, no problems, done it excellently, got right down. Whenever you have to squat, okay, it requires mobility, it requires flexibility in your ankles, it requires strength and muscles to allow you to get down. So your ankles have to be able to move correctly, your knees have to be able to move correctly, you have to be able to stabilize, your hips have to be able to move correctly, your shoulders have to be able to move correctly to be able to get into position so there's so many things that are happening so many different joints that are being worked and that allow you to get into those positions and train your body in those positions under load which mean that you're going to be you're going to be under a, a stress that is going to cause you to adapt once you get recovered and you're going to adapt so it's going to improve all the things that we talked about like your posture those are some of the side benefits, the things of strength training that you never really think about. You don't really um, put them to the forefront of what the, some of the benefits of strength training are. But posture is one of the first things that starts looking better. I've another guy training with me. He's not an older guy, but he had a bit of a curve in his back. And he, he said recently, he can't believe how much better his posture is just from doing doing strength training. That's all we're doing. We're not doing cardio. We're not doing running. We're not doing aerobic stuff. Um, long, long duration aerobic stuff. We're doing heavy squats, heavy deadlifts, pull-ups bench press, overhead press, all those sort of things, push-pull, push-pull, repeat, um, hip hinge, knee hinge, all that sort of stuff, and it's incredible to see people's posture correct, someone who thought he'd never change his posture, he thought he was set like that, in fact his, his physio, physiotherapist thought he was always going to be like that, and he couldn't believe the difference either, and that's kind of, that's one thing, okay, so posture is one thing, bone density as well, now you can get a little bit of improvement, or you can help fight back against the, the implications of um, bone density and mineral loss whenever you do things like running. So little bits of impact, okay? Problem is, like we said in a previous episode as well, I keep referring back to it because um, there was one called Fitness Over 50. 
it's kind of similar to this episode except I want to really get to the crux of what we're what we're discussing what we're thinking about and that is strength versus cardio for older people if you have a limited time um I would suggest you do strength training if you have all the time in the world and you love exercising you want to do both by all means go for it my concern is that you you will want to spend time with your grandkids you will want to get out in the garden. You'll want to do all sorts of other things. And if you neglect your strength at the expense you're doing, so you're doing cardio instead of strength, um, you're you're kind of going for runs and you're not really training. Because training's hard. Training for strength is hard. It, it, it feels tough. Going for a jog, going for a run, if you're always used to it, it's, it's pretty easy. And you can kind of maintain the same level. It's not going to be that tough. You're not going to get that much slower as you get older. Um, Obviously, unless you're a marathon runner. In which case, you probably shouldn't be doing marathons if you're that age because your knees are going to be absolutely banjaxed. But to get what I'm saying, we're not saying that you need to go and enter, enter powerlifting competitions. You need to be setting world records for your age um, from deadlifting or anything like that. We're not saying that. I'm not saying that. What we're saying is that you need to be able to get up and down off the toilet. And the more strength you build now, the better. The more you're going to be able to hold on to. I'm currently, I'm in a race against time. I'm 34 and I'm, I've got a, a limited opportunity to build muscle, to build strength, to to develop those things and to get and, and stay as strong as I can now I'm not going to try and set records I'm not going to try and enter powerlifting competitions um, for lots of reasons um, one is I'm not very strong relative to my other um, my other fellow males at my age in my weight category but what I'm what I'm thinking about is I've got a limited window to build strength and build muscle before things start to decline and whenever that starts to happen my goal is to start to, to hold on to what I've got. It's to fight hard to hold on to what I've got. To uh, not necessarily get jacked up. To get to build lots and lots of muscle tissue. As we said in a previous episode as well. It gets harder as we get older. It's not impossible. If you're, if you're, literally, list, if you're literally, literally listening to this and you're detrained. You're someone who's in your 60s, 70s or 80s or above. And you're thinking, oh there's no point in me trying to do some strength training or to build muscle. Um, it's too late for me. It's not too late for you. If you're detrained, if you've never trained before with weights, you should try it. Okay, you should try it because what's going to happen is you're going to get stronger and you're going to put on muscle. Now, it's not going to be the same rate or the same amount as you could have done if you had done it in your 20s. Granted, hormone balance has changed. Lots of different things have changed. Your tissues have all changed as well. But you're going to get stronger than you would if you're just going for little walks, going for little danders. Squatting, okay, squatting, as we said, it requires mobility, it requires your hips, your ankles, your knees, your shoulders, your core strength, your core stability, it, it demands so much of your body, but it's something that we need until the day we die, it's something we need if we're serious about maintaining independence, getting up, down, up and down off the toilet, getting up and down stairs, things like that, we need to make sure that we're not, if, if you're just relying on walking to maintain your strength, with the greatest respect you're deluded okay you're deluded um and people have that's something people have told me they said i thought i could keep my strength up just by walking and they've realized now once they started weight training that that's not the case you don't really walking is not physically demanding that's what i'm trying to say you can burn energy fair enough if that's what you want to do you need to lose weight most people need to put on weight as they get older because we lose muscle tissue which is weight so that's not something older people typically struggle with. And if you're listening to this in your 20s, 30s, 40s, don't worry about that, okay? Don't worry about burning calories so much. You're going to be burning calories and you're not going to be able to uh, hold on to your calories as you get older anyway. You're not going to have the same appetite and your muscle tissue is going to waste away much easier. This is why whenever we get older, our body fat percentage goes up and our muscle, lean muscle tissue goes down, okay? So... So another common objection is some people say, well, my back's a bit sore, so maybe, you know, I can't do deadlifts. You don't have to do deadlifts to get stronger, okay? There's lots of other exercises you can do to maintain strength. Now, it's, it's good if you can do them. They're a great exercise for so many reasons. They hit so many different muscles, but there's maybe a variety of another combination of exercises that you could do. You can get a similar benefit and still develop strength in your back. Things like hip thrusts aren't a bad bad swap. We do that sometimes in here, um, barbell hip thrusts. There's lots of other exercises as well, uh, lunges, step-ups. But ironically, deadlifting is one of the, the exercises that most older people can actually hold on to for the longest. 
because unlike squatting, whenever you squat, it requires all those different joints to be mobile, like I said, you can't get the depth, knees hurt, blah, blah, blah. You don't even need to have to touch your, your you don't have to touch your toes if you're going to deadlift. Um, bench press, sometimes your shoulders can play up. There's all sorts of reasons why some of the other strength exercises, the typical strength exercises, are more difficult to maintain and keep keep doing. But deadlifting is one of the ones, ironically, that older people can keep doing um, for the longest. But there's all sorts of adaptations you can make. There's all sorts of equipment that's um, tweaked. Um, but if you can use a straight barbell, even better. Keep using it as long as you can. If you get in a low bar squat, keep the shoulders mobile to get into that position. If you can't do that at the minute and you're 30, you're going to have major problems whenever you're 60 or 70. Your shoulder mobility is going to go. Your shoulders are going to get achy. I don't mean to be the prophet of doom, but I see it happening. I see it every week, every day. And it's a fight to try and to get people to pay attention to it and to fix it, to fix the problem now. Don't think about it when you're 50 or 60 or 70. And it's, it's not too late, but it's... You know, the tide's getting high. I don't want to start singing some Atomic Kitten songs, but you know what I mean. So like we said, your bone density isn't really going to improve. It's not going to, you're not going to maintain what's the standard it's at currently. If you're just doing cardio, if you're just doing, even running. I know you're getting a little bit of light stress through your body as you, you hit, the, hit the ground, but you can do it and be less likely to injure yourself by doing strength training. Whenever you do running, they might, as I said before, the amount of runners who have repetitive stress, repetitive strain injuries, ligaments, joints, tendons, muscles, it's incredible. It really is incredible. But if you do just sensible weight training, not trying to crush any world records, not trying to push too hard or do things too soon or lift weights you're not capable of lifting too too early, if you just are sensible about it, it's amazing how, how much better it is for your longevity, for your body, how it will feel compared to... A lot of the longer duration cardiovascular exercises. So a few other important points just to sum up and to conclude our discussion on strength training versus cardio for older people. If you are thinking of starting to do a bit of strength training and you're not confident, get a trainer. Chat to myself, chat to Jack. We're here if you need help. If you're confident and you're you want to give it a bash on your own. Well, I recommend starting very, very light. So start just doing things with just an empty barbell, whether it's overhead presses, bench press, deadlifting, squatting, whatever it is. Start with an empty bar and progress it gradually. Add a little bit of weight. And I, I mean a little bit. Don't be throwing on lots and lots and lots of heavy, heavy weights all of a sudden. Work on your technique. Add enough weight so that you can feel the need for the technique and you're not doing things in a sloppy way. But... That's that's kind of the point. I'm not asking anybody to you know start deadlifting 100 kilos all of a sudden from nowhere. I'm asking you to start with an empty bar and add on two and a half kilos every time you try it. Do it two or three times a week. It's not it's not a huge deal. It's not a massive um, amount of time commitment needed. And like I've said, you get pretty much all of the cardiovascular benefits you will get from your slow steady state walking or whatever cardio it is you think you need to do whether it's swimming or anything else your heart will adapt your even like people sometimes are concerned about their blood pressure saying i'm a bit older now i need to look after my blood pressure maybe i shouldn't be doing heavy weightlifting you're gonna your blood pressure is gonna rise and it's gonna increase if you're doing things like you know tending to the garden if you want to lift, lift a suitcase Start, people are starting to lift suitcases again, thankfully, in the world. It's <laughs> starting to open up again. Lifting anything is going to raise your heart rate. So will it not make sense to do it in a more controlled environment so that you're causing your heart, your blood pressure to adapt to the stress and the stimulus you're giving it? And you're applying it in a controlled manner, in a controlled environment. Like I said, you're starting with an empty bar and you're adding a couple of kilos every single session rather than having to grab a 20 kilo suitcase all of a sudden or two 20 kilo suitcases and bring them with you through the airport or by into the car or out of the, the bus or whatever it is you're going going on on um that's that's kind of the point so you're getting your, your ligaments are going to get strengthened your bones your tendons your joints and your muscles are all going to adapt to the stress that you apply to it so i think that's really important point to, to, to give you Cardio, sometimes people think, because it is easier, let's be honest, going for a walk is easier than doing some heavy back squats. It just is. And because it's easy, I think sometimes that's used as a bit of a cop-out. 
So don't use it as a cop-out. If you're listening to this and you're thinking, oh, I think I'll just stick to the walking. Walking isn't going to keep you strong. Walking isn't going to make you strong. Even more to the point, it's not going to make you stronger. The only way to get stronger is to add more weight and to apply that stress to your muscles, to your body, and to cause it to adapt. So if you're worried about blood pressure, or maybe you've got joint problems, there's, as I said, there's always adaptations you can make around that. And start light. Your body will adapt to it. Make sure you're doing it with good form as well. As I said, if you need help, get a trainer. Get a good quality, experienced trainer. Someone who's used to working with older people. Someone who is a student of movement. Someone who studies movement. And someone who can help you overcome obstacles and problems. If if lifting something is an issue. Or you're having a bit of a niggle or a bit of an ache. Or you're not sure. Get someone who, who knows what they're doing. And who can help you. Save you a lot of time. Save you a lot of money in the long run as well. And it's time for our news of the week story. It's not so much news of the week as an article I came across. I think it was Google just randomly popped it up on my feed. But it's called, Is it bad to only do strength training and no cardio? Question mark. We ask a cardiologist. This is by Kate Hull. And this is from wellandgood.com. If you've never heard of them, don't worry about it. Um, <laughs> and you'll understand why in just a minute. I don't mean to be a hater or to slag off other people's work, but this is typical of what you will read in a lot of the mainstream sites, um, a lot of the men's health, women's health, GQ, like all that sort of stuff. And it's almost, I think I've said this analogy before, but it's almost like a, a plumber, and if he reads somebody describing how to fix a toilet or how to, how to plumb something, and he'd be reading it going, oh, that's nonsense. It's really frustrating. Same thing as a as a as a fitness professional. Whenever you read articles like this, so I'm gonna read out a couple of couple of lines and uh, just just kind of take a few things away from it. We all have a favorite workout modality, and if you're the type of person who is all about strength training, and then it says in brackets, looking at you CrossFitters, and just in that very sentence it's basically summing up they don't even understand what crossfit is because crossfit is not all about strength training crossfit strength is part of it they do some barbell work they do deadlifts they do squats that's a that's a big part of it granted but the the, the story is about cardio this the story is about the benefits of cardio and what you get from cardio that you supposedly don't get from weight training crossfit envelops all of those things crossfit is gymnastics crossfit is swimming crossfit is running it's rowing it's cycling it's everything it's combining all of those aspects and to think um, that crossfit is only weightlifting is it's just it's showing a, a lack of awareness and you could even say ignorance i know a lot of people don't like the word ignorance these days but if you don't know something it means you're ignorant of it it's a good word to use it's pretty succinct they want to say if you're focusing too heavily on strength training bit of a pun there, you might be missing out on key cardiovascular fitness to ensure a healthy heart and well-rounded workout. So needless to say, it's time to check in on your routine and diversify it with heart health in mind. According to Sydney Glassofer, MD, FSCC, I don't even know what that means, it's an American something, and a board-certified cardiologist with New Jersey-based Atlantic Medical Group, while strength training has fantastic overall health benefits, he says that it's essential to ensure you have cardio in your fitness regimen to support your heart. And again, in that paragraph, it's almost suggesting that you don't need your heart um, <laughs> to be working at all to do strength training. And again, this just shows either they, they don't understand what strength training involves, then I'm, I'm guessing they've never tried it themselves. It's pretty obvious from, from the way they're writing this article that they've never tried it themselves. Next one is, that super impressive deadlift isn't anything to bulk at, of course. Weight training is key for improving muscle mass, reducing your risk of injury, increasing your balance and stability, and improving overall mental and physical health. But weightlifting is an anaerobic activity that doesn't allow typically allow your heart rate to elevate for an extended period of time. It has been proven that for heart and the blood vessel health, it is important to get the heart rate up for a certain amount of time during your exercise, says Dr. Glassofer. With heavy weightlifting, which is typically done in short spurts, it doesn't get the heart rate elevated. I can assure you that it does get the heart rate elevated, and it stays up for quite a few minutes afterwards. This is basically saying that HIIT training is, is a load of, load of waste of time. It's a load of nonsense. 
you get a similar benefit from weight training as you do from HIIT training. The idea is to spike your heart rate, and then you get a bit of rest, and you bring it down again. So going on, going on to say, exercise at a moderate level for at least 150 minutes a week, or two to five times a week for anywhere from 30 to 60 minutes at a time. So at least 150 minutes a week, or two to five times a week for anywhere from 30 to 60 minutes at a time. Um, his heart rate rule is a, is an activity where you reach 70, 50 to 70% of your maximum heart rate. At this level, you shouldn't be able to easily carry on a comfortable conversation with your workout body. Right, so say you're a 30-year-old man or woman. Your maximum heart rate would then roughly be 190 beats per minute. So it's saying anything from, so 190, so 45, so 95. 95 is not that high. In fact, 95 is quite low. You probably do that walking. Like just walking normally, not even hill walking, mountain walking. So this is kind of summing up what I was trying to say this whole podcast. The demands for cardiovascular requirements, like they're not very exceptional. Like literally, I, I tell clients to go for walks all the time. I don't really count it as cardiovascular training, but it, it going for a walk is going to get you into that kind of 90, 90 beats per minute, 95 beats per minute. So telling people they need to do this is like telling people that they need a wash. You know what I mean? It's like they need to, you need to brush your teeth, you need to wash under your armpits, you need to eat, eat food, um, you need to breathe. It's the same thing. It's like common sense stuff. Yes, we need to walk. Of course we need to walk. Um, nobody's, <clears throat> nobody's saying that walking is a bad thing. Sorry, I just coughed on the microphone there. Let's go on to say then, strength training, however, can move, can move into the cardio lane when done a certain way. Think more reps with lower weights. And again, this is just it's typifying their lack of understanding of what strength training is. Whenever you so saying I tend to favor strength training that uses lower weights done throughout a higher number of reps, he says. That's not strength training anymore, as we've talked about on numerous occasions. That is that is into stamina, that is into endurance. That is not in that is not strength. Strength means putting more weight on. Strength means getting stronger, strength means lifting heavier. Strength training he goes on to say strength training in is this this way will give you a cardio workout. Where you can't change physiology just to suit your your definition, okay? And he goes on to say this also allows you to vary your workout so you don't get bored while keeping your heart rate up. I can assure you, whenever you're lifting really heavy weights, you're not bored. You are mentally tuned in. You have to focus so much because the details become even more important than whenever you're lifting heavy. Whenever you're lifting light, doing repetitive things, that's whenever you can possibly hurt yourself or injure yourself because. You're not concentrating because it's too light. You can get away with sloppy form. Whenever you're lifting heavy, you're all tuned in. You're focused. Your your mind is not wandering. So you can see like this is, this is a pretty mainstream article. And they've gotten someone called Sidney Glassifer, who's a medical doctor in America, to try and verify their claims or try and justify their story. And just because he's a, a really experienced cardiologist and he's in, sitting on all these boards, it doesn't mean he has an idea. If he's never tried strength training, he's never looked at the data with regards to strength training and the benefits of it, and what it actually feels like, what it feels like for your heart, what it feels like for your brain, what it feels like for your blood pressure. If he's never tried it himself, he's talking out of his hat because he's talking out of, in an area that he's no experience of. It's like me trying to talk about it, like performing a heart operation. I'm not going to do that because I don't have a clue about it. It's like me trying to talk you through how to change a gearbox in a car. I don't know how to do it. I'm not, I could probably watch a few YouTube videos and get hurt trying to do it, waste a bunch of days and then give up and call a mechanic um, to do it. But it's the same thing. It's, they're bluffers. And this is something you have to watch out for on a lot of these stories, whether it be the newspaper, whether it be social media, is the amount of bluffers there are out there. And people, they just grab, you know, they grab a doctor, they grab somebody who's who's got some sort of a qualification, a few letters after their name, to try and give their story some validation. And to be honest with you, if the last two years have taught us anything, is that we need to think for ourselves. Because one really intelligent person is saying one thing, another really intelligent person is saying another thing. They're diametrically opposite views. Who Who is, is correct? That's where we need to make our own decisions when we need to, need to choose for ourselves. We need to take in all the information and then try and make an educated, a thoughtful decision based upon that. So that's our news of the week article. For, um, 
sometimes they turn into rants, don't they? But it's really hard not to whenever there's just so much stuff. And I guess social media is responsible for this. It keeps constantly putting these things in front of me. It's like raving a red flag to a bull. And uh, I just have to get it off my chest. So if you're still listening, thanks. Hopefully you've learned something from it as well. It's our joke of the week time and this week we have not one but two jokes just in case you really really hate the first one then you can also really hate the second one so I had to fire the guy that I hired to mow my lawn he just didn't cut it finish laughing okay next one what do you call a typo on a headstone it's a grave mistake it's a grave mistake so, tell me which one was your favourite or which one you hated the most. And that is the end of episode 40. Thank you so much for joining me. Hopefully I have convinced you, if you're an older person, of your need to do strength training rather than cardio, if you have to choose. Next week we'll be back again with another episode, hopefully. If all, all goes according to plan. I'm still quite busy here in the gym and uh, just don't have as much free time to put this together as normal. Things are, are yeah, it's just a busy time of year. If you would like to get in contact with involved in any classes or personal training or semi-private personal training, or as our announcement led last weekend was that we are opening up the gym uh, for membership in the coming weeks. We will have a opening date very, very soon for that. But if you'd like to get more information on that i'm going to put the link in the show notes and you can hit that and apply to join so if you're in the ward point Newry, stroke strever stroke hilltown stroke mayor bridge stroke i don't know me carnaford how far do we go how far do people travel for gyms if you're in any of those areas do um check it out and if you would like to join a private gym where you will always have equipment free you can book in numbers are capped you'll never have a busy time where you can't get to the equipment you don't have to stand around and wait just book your slot turn up your training and have fun and go home so thank you so much for joining me don't forget to train today so you can be stronger tomorrow have a good weekend